0: This week on um, Back of the Bird, we dive into a little weekly and weekend shenanigans, chat a little bit about movies, some wedding chat, um, dive into a little bit of the NLLPA website launch, the upcoming draft, our new intern announcement, as well as we take uh, take you on the road with us to New York. So without further ado, here's Back of the Bird.
1: Take your first ride and run, baby, run. If you want to sign, this is it. You're mad, you're magic, you're as hard as a gun. You want to play with fire, consider this. You'll chase the thrill if it's worth it. Because you'll never ever want to work for it. Take your first ride right and run, baby run. You got a spine of steel.
0: Right, I want to give a major shout out to friend of the program, former professional hockey player Boston Levi, for the intro music. Boston's just released uh, his new EP, Prophecies, so check it out wherever you listen to your music, um, whether it's Apple Music or, or Spotify. Some great tunes on there. That was Run Baby Run. Um, so without further ado, let's jump into back of the. Bird. All right, we're back, episode fifteen. Lot going on, things are moving and shaking. There's been a lot in the last week that's gone down. Um, but we're back together, Polly. What's going on? How are you doing?
2: I'm doing good, buddy. Um, yeah, it feels like a long time, but it's not a long time. We, we actually recorded and sent out an episode last week, so we're like right on schedule, but yeah, yeah. it feels uh, feels long for a reason. I don't know why, but it's
0: probably because you got the busiest week of all time, going on right <laughs> yeah. Now.
2: Maybe because we tried to record seven times and haven't been able to do it once, so yeah, yeah. that's probably why.
0: Yeah, we got to apologize Feels... apologize to our buddy Logan Schuss out of the gate because uh, that time change is really, really a tough one for us right now. I asked him. I think I we've I've been hanging. I've been dangling the carrot in front of him for like two and a half weeks now. <laughs>
2: hey, you got to make the guys want it. That's that's the yeah. thing. We're getting so big. You got to make the guys want it. You yeah. can't just let anyone on here.
0: Cause then he's going to come with like better stories. It's like playing a little hard to get the girl, the girl that doesn't want you. You're going to chase a little harder.
2: Exactly. Just a tip.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So like we, like we always are, we're presented by our good friends over at cottage Springs. You got the hat on. I got, I got a couple cases here for you still. Um Well, I,
2: I need them after this weekend. I went through a couple cases this weekend. Well, Anyways, if,
0: fun. It, man, if you don't come get them soon, <laughs> <laughs> I
2: know. they'll be gone. I know. They'll well, I was home. waiting for you to, I was waiting for you to get back into the palace on planes. You weren't even there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Now we're back. And Holy fuck. Have
0: we been, we, we had a couple of them for sure. Um, I guess we could start there with, uh, our boy Mazooka just challenging me to come over to the porthouse. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm not going. Meanwhile, I'm texting you saying I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but man, that place is, uh, yeah crazy like we got there and um one uh buddy of lanchbury's is like i don't know what he, he's like a promoter for them i guess i guess they have like promoters and okay stuff.
2: yeah they're bringing the they're bringing the big city to burlington eh? yeah, like hey like
0: the that's what it was like i texted him he's like i'm like yo can you get like is there a spot for six of us he goes dude on the night of are you kidding i was like what like what is this 11 <laughs> at miami like I can't, I can't get me in. but we end up going and i was like I'm on crutches still because it was Thursday. I was getting the hard cast off Friday morning. So we were celebrating getting it off naturally. And we show up lying around the block, like literally around the whole porthouse. There's a lot oh, way. Yeah. Jesus. Of all just like young, young kids. Like it was not good. Felt ancient. I'm, get, I'm getting buried left, right and center for being on crutches. Like I can hear people talking like and they're not being quiet. <laughs> <laughs> What's but, this okay? guy doing? Was go home, man. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, we ended up getting in. It was uh, we had a blast. It was actually so fun. Like sat down, they have like 150 dollars
2: bottles on Thursdays. Okay, so that's a nice little deal.
0: Yeah, but then they get you because they make you pay for the cranberry juice, the Red Bull. Oh, the block, they're the soda, and then it's <laughs> the best part. At the like, we pay for the bottle right away. They bring it out with the sparklers. Like, or, sorry, they bring it out, and then the girl comes yeah. by with the machine. You pay for it. And, uh, she's just kind of standing there chatting you up. So you're not really like paying attention to the thing. And then you just hit the tip button, go through and everything comes through. And I'm like, Whoa, that was way more expensive. It was like 270 bucks. And I was like, Whoa, like what happened there? And she goes, Oh, like, I forgot to tell you, like tip was already included. I'm like, wait, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to make you reverse that transaction, but I just give you 40%. Like,
2: oh um, man. Also- that is uh, that is a rookie move making you pay for the mix.
0: I know, but I guess Fuck. that's how they get you, right? Is like they they pull you really in with the price on the sheet, and then it's... Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, they're still making like 100% on that bottle, even at 150. though. Jesus.
0: Yeah, I know. Dang. And it was a 26er. Those things cost like 28 bucks in the fucking
2: Exactly, that picture, uh, that picture he posted is is pretty legendary with the giant sock, dude. You don't want to have the club foot out. You don't no, I, have I that couldn't snout. have my bare
0: toes. I couldn't have bare toes out. But yeah, I guess they pull, po- they take pictures and then they like post them to Facebook and like someone put it in our group chat on 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 all, of all things on Sunday after, and I'm just like, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> listen, I don't need the scary. I just want to sit here and get, order my Uber Eats. And um, but yeah, the photo was funny. It was like we there was a couple I think we got we had three of the bottles total between all of us so it was uh but it was good all in all good good little weekend then uh sa- Saturday we did a little um, um for well, my roommates it was like his his cousin's going to play hockey at Geneseo oh, nice. um, so it was like his going away party so we had a few more cottage springs and playing a bunch of games and stuff it was good nice little day and we ended up going to that game time social
2: yeah buddy that's uh
0: the games were the games were roped off we went to that place just to go to the bar basically
2: really and they're roped off eh? i think so
0: at least that's that was my recollection of it but
2: but okay how was your weekend what'd you get up to Um weekend was good man um friday was just kind of chill a couple buddies came over like at night uh just a couple like childhood friends just sit around shot the shit about my old man just kind of reminiscing like about that, which was, which was pretty cool. Cause again, it's, it's, tough to get like, again, we're all getting old and everyone's got kids. So that was cool. And then uh, Saturday I went, went to St. Thomas for a golf tournament. Um, my university roommates or they all they kind of moved into this like subdivision in St. Thomas. So now they, uh, they like, and it's like everyone's like literally between 25 and like 35 with kids, but they started oh, this, the second annual, like Wheat Wheat Ridge or something like that, whatever they're like little neighborhoods called. So, anyways, I get I get the invite to that, which is great. So, yeah, just loaded up two cases of Cottage Springs and uh, man, like they're the they are the best on the course. Like
0: it's unbelievable. Uh,
2: I had I had a, just such a sick setup too. I mean, it was like it's a public course, and it was like if you if you know St. Thomas is like this was a St. Thomas public course. It was. Uh, there was almost a Donny Brook on, on the course with another group. So
1: <laughs> it's like,
2: so I'm with, uh, I'll just go into the story. So I'm with, um, a good, my university, who played for the university of Windsor football. So this guy's 300 pounds still like he's a big boy. Yeah. And, 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 and we're both in the car. So we, we're running like a half ton in this car, <laughs> just some big, big bodies in there anyways. And his brother is in the group ahead of us. So we're like teeing off and then all of a sudden you can kind of hear the chirping like back and forth. Blow. So he's like, Hey, we got to go check this out. So we go check over and he's like, I guess these and they are just like two skits, <laughs> like jeans on the course. One kid's got a mullet. Anyways, yes. he's like, Hey boys, uh, you know, we're in a tournament here. This is my buddy. He's like, and I'm kind of just like, Oh God, whatever. You just, uh, you know, keep the chirps to a minimum. You know, we're all trying to do the best we can here. The guy's like, yeah, okay, no problem. So we turn around, we like get going on here. It's like, fuck you buddy. (laughs) E break right back around. So then we're like, the guy's like, what'd you say? Like my buddy's like, what'd you say? And then the one kid's like, dude, dude, I did not say anything. And then meanwhile, his brother is like circling like a shark, just chirping the shit out of these two. (laughs) Because he knows there's like me and him. Anyways, it was, uh, it was all good. But that's awesome. So then, uh, Yeah, then we went back to uh, his place for like a catered barbecue and just a thousand more cottage springs. And and that was the night, man. It was good. Nice. Next day, guilty or what? You know what? Like, and I don't know if there's like the cottage springs, but like I actually felt pretty good, man. I was up at seven in the morning, got a ride home back to like my mother-in-law's where Dory and Mac were staying. And then we were like right out the door visiting but I actually like didn't feel that bad so nice it was uh, you
0: You must have been on the vodka waters you're hydrating at the same time well
2: yeah that was it like um it was vodka soda in the vodka waters and a and the course I can't trip the course that much they had the full selection of cottage springs you could buy water soda and the lemonade so wow shout out to kettle creek in st thomas um, what a
0: name that sounds like yeah. a cow patch that's
2: all that's oh, it is how'd you but, play uh, though you know what uh we played okay we we finished like minus five we just couldn't hit pots man we were we left so many birdies on on the table so i actually played pretty well and i actually played today too and i, I had one of the better front nines of my life two birdies anyways. drivers on oh yeah driver's on baby great purchase great purchase that's cool Um, so and then uh i guess the last thing um i don't know i i can kind of hear you maybe having a little bit of a ski, but my buddy does that like um like not like the pouches but they're not like tobacco pouches yeah so I was doing those at night. So yeah, I think I'm like fully back in on the on the non-tobacco pouches. What
0: are, what are those? What are those things called again? I like, forget
2: anyway. like, is it like snuff or something? I don't know. It was, yeah. They're He's dynamite, back. though. You're back yeah, to yeah. junior hockey days. Yeah, exactly. Just trying to reverse time, baby. Reverse yeah. time.
0: That's amazing, but uh, dude, yeah, I the last. So I got the next two weeks off. I'm just hanging because I I've put put the notice mm-hmm. in we're switching we're making a jump career-wise switching jobs so it's, it's an emotional goodbye to our boy danny mac it's it's not goodbye to see you later i'm gonna be obviously seeing him still but um so yeah i, I i've been just crushing movies it's been it's been insane uh it's still if laddie's listening we're still going to the gym don't worry in the morning we're good we're getting that rehab yeah straight, straight upper bodies but uh yeah, I I've, I've, I watched what I watched John Q. You ever seen that one?
2: Yeah, yeah, Denzel Washington. His yeah. uh son needs the uh, heart transplant or something. She, I will not bury my son.
0: Yeah, that was dude at the end when his son like flexes. I got I got I'm tearing yeah. up, and it's it was yeah, it I was, wouldn't
2: be able to watch that movie right now. Not no, a sniff, yeah. No, it was
0: uh, but it was yeah, that was a good one. I today I just watched that uh Jungle Cruise, the new rock movie, Disney movie. Yeah. It was that
2: elite. was a was it that was a big one in the uh dangerous dan dawson household with my uh, four-year-old twins and six-year-old nephews so See, that uh, lines yes. up well that's
0: exactly that's I, <laughs> I fit right into that demographic for my, exactly. my movie interest Yeah, but uh yeah and then we watched last night we watched little jay and jay and silent bob
2: <laughs> like the original like, well, i guess not the, the original one's mall rats but their first movie or which one i think it's a it was strikes back or something Okay, yeah, yeah, because I think they got a couple, but
0: dude, they had an insane yeah. cast in that movie, like so many good people in it, and the jokes are just ridiculous.
2: Yeah, that guy. uh What's the? So I think Bob's Canadian. Um, the, Kevin Smith. That's it. Can't remember. Yeah. Kevin he's Smith. like a
0: big. He's a big uh, director too, as well. I guess.
2: Yeah, he like he does. He crushes, it, and he's a big comic book comic book nerd like myself so got to respect kevin smith and
0: well speaking uh, of that you got to be all horny for uh yeah
2: i was just wanted to jump right in I, I didn't want to talk about anything else but <laughs> spider-man chiller oh my god let's yeah. go baby yeah that's unreal
0: it looked uh i don't even i don't know i don't follow it too much but it still looked looked great it left a lot of open ends to what's going to be happening who's going to be appearing
2: yeah and it just, there was this kind of nugget after nugget. So anyways, like I was saying, I think last podcast, like I got now that all these like comic book movies are coming back out. I need to start going solo to the movie theater again. Just yeah. like a nerd. Cause you yeah. can't be bringing, can't be bringing Mac in there. Just ruining the movie for everybody.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just bring him in that little, uh, whatever, bring the whole, uh, sleeping mama C or whatever it's called. The whole,
2: uh, the whole, Fucking movie theater will be sleeping miss the movie they'll hate me even more They snooed out
0: yeah that's amazing um what what else is going on what i'm trying to think of
2: well, i meant i meant to talk about this last last week and like i guess you know after a bit of whatever i don't even know why i couldn't remember i'm just probably got a thousand things going on but i went to a wedding last friday night to my first like first kind of real wedding in like the covid covid era um So I I have this thing like the last like couple weddings. I I don't know, like, do you have like a a go-to move you do at a wedding or like something you're kind of like known for? I guess it's like even like I'm getting known for like just when I go out and stuff. Do you have have one of those or no?
0: what well, like I haven't been to like a like a formal wedding in a little bit, but I used to always break out the weed whacker dance move, like just go around the corners of the of the dance floor and just make sure it was all trimmed up.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> and then I would do uh, I do the buy bi, the bicep where you put like put your drink right oh, in yeah, yeah, the yeah. corner of your arm yeah, and yeah. chug it like that. Everybody kind of loves that one. But
2: So I don't know how I got in on this, but it's been like I'll find the one photo from another wedding like a long time ago. It's actually one of the most legendary photos is from like a girl it's a legendary because I'm in it, but it's from like a girl who was at the wedding who didn't know anybody and was just like, gave a rundown of the whole wedding. And, and I'll, I'll put the post in, in the social media. Anyways. So my, my, my drinking trick is not even a dance is I I'll always do a shoey. I'll always drink out of my shoe. <laughs> right. That's, that's what I do. So-, so you're
0: walking around with trench foot after when you, when you slide that thing back on.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the best part is that, uh, everyone gets in on it for, or maybe I just bully everyone into it. But, uh, <laughs> so we're sitting down, me and my wife and, uh, my buddy's giving the best man speech and she kind of like, it's so funny. She whispers in my ear. She's like, Hey, just like, whatever you do tonight, just keep your shoe on. Right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no worries. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no worries. And honestly on cue, Cause this is like my men's league hockey, man. the guys, like, yeah, you'll see like the number one B man over there. If you don't know him, you'll see him like drinking out of your out of a shoe in the night. So then, like, he kind of stops, and I like look around. So I'm like, fuck it. So right in the middle of the best best man speech, boom, down the one <laughs> knee shoey, and then uh, like I had the groom's mom doing it, the groom's like everyone jumps in on it. And it's always my shoe too, which is like, (laughs) which (laughs) which is the funniest thing. It's like, it's never their own shoe. I just like run around with my shoe and just make people drink out of it it's like it's i think it's a fuck
0: (laughs) we're in the midst of covid and everybody's drinking out of a shoe (laughs) well
2: i think that's why you can't get it now it's just like you get immune it's like the sec that's the booster shot for people just doing a shoey
0: i'm gonna maybe i'll have to bring the boot out and do a booty and just drink out of that all that would actually probably kill somebody but
2: so but i always find it so funny that like everyone ends up doing it out of, out of my shoe. So I say that's, that's my go-to move, but I'll, I'll post that. I'll find that one pick and the caption of it's like hilarious. Cause guys were like getting naked on the D floor. So this chick's just like, I, and then the picture is me by myself, like with my Jersey off, just doing a shoey in like, no one's near me in the middle of the dance. Floor. So <laughs> I'll find it. It's, it's pretty really, funny. I love yeah.
0: that, man. Yeah. That's, that's a nice wedding move, but, uh, i'm trying i'm reading show notes here what are i i haven't you wrote down the untold stories on netflix i haven't seen the two that you listed but i watched another one
2: yeah so um oh no and i, I i've sorry i've watched three of them now sorry um you know when i was just i was listening to a previous pod and uh i've literally watched nothing you've told me to watch <laughs> like i was listening to this one and you're like man you gotta watch this I'm like yeah i guarantee i'll watch it and then i was like driving and i'm like dude i haven't watched a single thing this guy has told me to watch this <laughs> that's so fucked. be like such an asshole scumbag man. so anyways yeah i saw the malice at the palace so i watched that one and then underneath it's like there's a there's like a collection so i think there's gonna be six of them so then i watched the uh watched malice at the Palace, which was like i think i kind of already knew the ins and outs of that one it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't as good as i thought um other than like you know stephen jackson's just a maniac ron or is legit crazy and then like jermaine O'Neill's like a really you know he's done really well for himself anyways then the second one was uh now i can't remember her name but she was the girl boxer
0: yeah man i watched
2: that one that one was super cool um can't remember her name but she was like co basically like headlining fights with mike tyson like and she i think it was like christy something yeah anyways but then kind of how that all turns and the husband tries to kill her like
0: dude and like, like half the time I'm listening to this guy talk he's in jail with no jibs like and doesn't like finally doesn't like,
2: give a shit doesn't no. give a shit
0: no and then he just like, like sorry out of nowhere says that they're married and i was just like whoa whoa, whoa what
2: I know, like, and then he's just talking about like the fight, like it's super casual. Like, oh yeah, I had a knife behind my back. I was like, this guy's just a fucking psychopath. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I was, I was filming her, like you know, he's making her do all the weird stuff. I mean, it was crazy because like, you know, she's like an in the closet like lesbian that can't come out, and she's like chirping, like it was, it was, it was very interesting. And I'm glad like she survived and like got to like come out of the closet and like live her life, but she. She would just beat the wheels off of me. Like, she was throwing haymakers. Dude, and not, not just that, too. Like, the most impressive part, she's soaking
0: bombs. Like, oh, yeah. and her sparring partner, like, that little small dude that's just burying yeah. her in the face and nothing's yeah. happening.
2: Yeah, it was cool. And then uh the last one I watched was – uh I watched that, yes. It was the Caitlyn Jenner one. So, just kind of – it was kind of cool because, like, I knew – uh, obviously like everyone knows Caitlyn Jenner, like Bruce Jenner and, and keeping up with the Kardashians, but I never really got. To, and my wife said the same thing. It's like, it's crazy how much footage they had of him when he was like 25, like training to be Olympian. Yeah. Anyway, it was kind of cool to see, like he literally didn't have a coach. He just kind of like trained himself and became an Olympian champion. So it was kind of cool to see like that backstory, but he said like from the get-go, he like, and he tried to have, uh, or she tried to have. Sorry, I should say, like gender reversal or whatever it is. Like after the Olympics, before he got married to the Kardashians. Oh, really? Be, like, but uh, she chickened out or something. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy to like how that all went down. So it's kind of that was kind of a, a cool, kind of see like yeah the from him growing up to like where he is now. I didn't. And what's crazy is, like he's set. Or I should stop saying it. She's seventy one. Like she looks good for seventy-one. Yeah,
0: man. I didn't like, know. I didn't know that she was that old. But
2: yeah, yeah that's so those are sweet. cool. But there's like I'll watch that. Three... See,
0: unlike you, I'll 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 watch that one. I'm gonna say I'm gonna watch. I'll watch it.
2: Yeah, and then there's there's three more. So next one they come out like every week. The next one is like a hockey one that looks pretty good, and then the fifth one is about a tennis player. So, anyways, is uh they're all pretty good.
0: All right, we'll have to. I'll be I'll be diving into those. No problem. I got all the yeah. time in the world. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'm also doing a little reading. Reading the Shoe Dog, Phil Knight's Phil Knight story, which is like already crazy. Uh, yeah. Only like I heard pages, that's 100 pages in, but it's nuts.
2: I heard that's one of the best documents, or not document, autobiographies. I need to watch that. I I said again, probably five podcasts. I'm gonna start reading again too. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> not a book. Not a. Yeah. The only you know, I lied. I have. Ever heard down by the bay where the watermelon scroll? Yeah, I've been crushing that every night. <laughs> Have so you ever seen are, a are goose kissing a moose down by the bay? Yeah, I didn't think so. so You're gonna put it. me to
0: sleep over here.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, yeah, that's that's the extent of my reading. But, but and you've been tra- but you've been training kids too, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Back uh back training some uh, some hockey kids, um just you know, I, I used to couldn't do it with just like everything going on this, this past summer and my father and stuff like that. But yeah, I used to, you know, help with Dan Noble, who's the head strength and condition coach of Halifax, who he wants to come on the spot too. He's got some actually pretty funny stories because he played semi-professional in Italy. So oh yeah,
0: yeah. Football. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll get him on at some point, but again, we'll have but, to make and him. And you're pumping him, but you got to be
0: pumping him full ionized though too, no?
2: Oh yeah. Oh dude. 100 percent so um anyways a couple of junior kids so but yeah i've trained a couple of nhl players too not a big deal um <laughs> but yeah so just kind of getting back on that but that's always i always love i love being in the gym but i love like helping kids too so these both are junior and junior a players. so we'll see see what happens with them you know
0: i love it and when we, all, we got lacrosse wise got some news today the nllpa the players association launched whoa launched the website and it looks pretty sharp. Looks pretty sharp, yeah. and they're running a little a little giveaway contest for people to come up with. Uh, if you give the best slogan for the union and for like for the website and everything, you win a you win a hat. So head on over to the website lpa.com and see if you can uh, submit some sort of a slogan for the team and or for the for the
2: union, and you can win win a free lid. Free stuff's good. Oh, who doesn't love free stuff? But yeah, they say. It's already kind of taken off too, which is good. Yeah, I'm sure. So, and I just
0: got it up now, dude. It's uh, kind of a cool yeah. little, cool little part on it. They got like all the stuff we voted on on the like for the player polls. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm going to read it out. It's kind of a, I mean, I think it's a lot of it's like expected, but who a top offensive player, Lyle Thompson, 36%. You got Mark Matthews, 22% of us say that say that. You got Dane Doby, Randy Stats, Curtis Dixon. Pretty good players there. Let me just see. I'm trying to think. Any snubs no. you can think of?
2: Um, me for, for best for offensive o. player than like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know any. No.
0: And then uh, yeah. D guys, you got 57% saying Graham Hasek. I honestly thought that would have been higher.
2: You know what? Um yeah, i there's a lot of good defense but i mean hosck's an absolute beast but then like you know rubes is still at the top there's still so many good players is still good it's just it, it's tough man there's there's so many good players yeah yeah there is but yeah. I, I hear you i hear you i mean rube's at 12 that's I guess that's why it's so sprinkled. i still sprinkle it. I'm just, I just got on the website now too. And speaking, I said Rubes and Priolo, like Bradley Cree. That's an that's a nice little tire pump for Bradley Cree. He's kind of coming into his own the last uh, couple of years. He's oh yeah. Utility man, face off guy, yeah, the guy,
0: penalty kill, does it all mm-hmm. Then you got the train the transition beauties? Chow and Courier, Matisse, Hossick's in there too, Mackie.
2: Yeah.
0: Um it- and we actually, we just, we were just talking about it last podcast. Um, or is it, which one were we t- with, with, uh, yeah, with, with CP, we were talking about how Vino was like a stud goalie back for the Titans. Still getting the most votes from the players as the top goalie in the league.
2: Yeah. And all these years like, later. Like fine wine, fine wine.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to, what else? Oh, that's, this is a little fun one. So not in the top offensive player votes at all. But one of the votes was who would you want taking the last shot of the game and 21% of, of people are saying Cody Jameson, former guest of that's, the pod.
2: Yeah, friend of the pod and Mark Matthews another friend of the pod. But it's kind of funny that it's like shouldn't that equate to being like the best offensive player too? I guess you know, that's I, just know, like, I know that I know Jammer super clutch. Yeah, exactly, but that's kind of that's kind of cool. Pre- oh my! And yes, let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's there go. it is.
0: We both scrolling down the best, best trash talk. You got Billy ostrauser at number one. Sean Evans, Jake Withers, six percent of the votes, and our my co-host getting six percent of the votes. Paul Dos and Shane Jackson's in there too. <laughs> Love that. That's we got literally. We almost have. We've got four of the five top trash talkers have been on. Been on the pod. <laughs>
2: I guess we'll have to, I guess I'll we'll have to talk to Billy at the, uh, the Rock Elite League, get him on here. That's hilarious. Oh,
0: the worst trash talker. <laughs> Jordan Durston with the worst trash talk. Colton Walk, since Steph Sharman, Leo Sturros. They got to adjust that. He plays for the New York Riptide now, but uh, let's see. Oh man, these are actually pretty cool. Yeah, these are awesome. Um, Let's see. Um who would you most want to play with past or present or C-, C play past or present Gary Gates, John Grant, Paul Gate, John Tavares, Colin Doyle.
2: Easy. Five of the best of all time.
0: I don't understand how we're not on this fucking list, but uh funniest guys in the league. You got Logan Shuss, who uh, we'll get in we'll get him on in I don't know a year or so. Yeah. Uh Shane Jackson, Phil Caputo, Mike Poole and Jordan Hall. Look at all those Georgia boys on there. <laughs> And then what do we got here? Best bromance. Blaze Reardon, Matt Rambo. Dane Smith, Josh Burns, Shanks and Withers, Shuss and Jones and Reseteritz and Brock. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Here we go. The best dress, Brett Manny. Corbs is in there. Kyle Jackson. Oh, Oh, yes, dude. God, best nicknames, <laughs> Calum Crawford Showtime, and we got sec making an appearance with Speeder or Speedy.
2: <laughs> Speedy, that's beautiful. Oh man, that's so. F- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <I> <laughs> Who was the
0: best that. social media in the NLL? Nicholasello's
2: <laughs> retired. Retired it
0: says retired. Oh man, that is dude. These are like these. Yeah, are these are. Cool.
2: These are super cool.
0: We won't make yeah. it, We won't go through the whole thing, but uh, yeah, rest of them are pretty cool too. Jerseys and stuff like that. Toronto rocket have the nicest jerseys in the league that everyone says. Interesting. No, I yeah, would disagree. Whatever. That's all right. Yeah. Vancouver warriors are up there too. Interesting. Um, But yeah, that's uh yeah. Go check it out on the LPA website. Obviously we're looking for a little union slogan. You can win some stuff there. So um, that's awesome. Obviously. Uh, Reed and Zach are doing a doing a good job there. Um we've got a website, so that's a step in the right direction.
2: Yep, no, for sure. NLLPA.com. Go check it out. Yeah, it is. I, that's a super cool. I don't even remember doing these polls, but super cool. Yeah, I don't I don't... but obviously the yeah, the funniest players in the league was obviously before Back the Bird came out. Yeah, so that's absolutely. what I was thinking. We'll need, to, to we'll need a revote anyways.
0: Yeah, got it. Um other, I guess, other news. NLL news. We got the draft upcoming this Saturday. Supposed to be in Buffalo. Obviously, with everything kind of going on, they've moved it uh, to being virtual, which kind of sucks. I mean, it'd be nice I for guys know. to be able to kind of be in person, get their hat, their jersey, whatever. But
2: yeah, that's two years in a row, and it looked like yeah, we're you're kind of going to give this draft class the yeah, the kind of the. Full treatment of getting to go there, experience. Because again, like that's a lot of questions. Like we ask when we talk to guys. Like I remember my draft day. Like we got flown to New York City, and we got the bus into New York City, and our draft was at Madison Square Garden at their theater. It was unbelievable. So shows you how much much
0: money the league was making that night.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So this was the story. I I was trying to think before I got in. I'm like, man, I got a funny story that I wanted to tell. And uh, I know, I think I was, we were posting pictures of it. Like there was Curtis Wagner. and it was, it was a, it was a good draft class. That's when I got drafted seventh overall as a goalie. So Not that's a, a great, yeah. Great pick. Never played a single minute. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so again, this is where it gets kind of tough, right? Cause they fly in all these people, right? And our families got to come. So my mom, dad got to come. So it was amazing. And they put us up in a hotel room um, but Nash went first all day, So he was there with his family, his brother anyways. So there was probably, I want to say like 20 guys that came down right yeah. on, on the NLLs dime, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, okay. Bus is leaving at whatever time. And the boys are, you know, we're having some cocktails. Yeah, We got a bus in, we're having cocktails. We're having beers and I got the pictures to prove it. But, uh, And then everyone gets drafted, right? Everyone's having a great time. You know, some guys went first round, some guys went second, third, fourth, didn't really matter. But then all of a sudden, like, word starts getting out. And I can't remember who it was, but, man, one guy that got brought down they didn't get drafted and he's <laughs> no. on the bus, dude. Yes. So everyone's just champagne, beer showers, like just loving it. Whether you got drafted in the first or seventh round. And this guy, and I can't remember. And I don't even want to oust him because it's just terrible. Wait, but so 20 guys,
0: the- 20 guys got flown down. How many teams are in the league at that point?
2: Um, I could find the board, but I want to say at least like 12 to 13.
0: So there's that yeah. at least, yeah, there's at least 70, at least 70 guys getting drafted. And the one of the 20 that pulled down didn't get
2: picked. Yeah. Check the show notes league. They pulled this guy down. And he didn't get picked. So that's I felt all of a sudden, like someone kind of whispers in the air, like, Hey, like, I didn't, he didn't get picked. And I'm like, Oh, oh we told- has- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the back so. <laughs> he's,
0: getting, he's getting just absolutely torched by champagne and he's just all oh, sad yeah. in the back.
2: that's fun. yeah yeah well hopefully
0: so you got to walk on guy. somewhere or something and played but
2: yeah i'll have to i'd have to honestly i can't remember his name but i'd have to try and see if he ended up even playing the league but i always thought that was so funny i'm sure back of the bird gang wags whoever trying to figure out who that was yeah look it up That's awesome. But on that
0: note, where Stamper started releasing his top prospect lists, kind of one by one, whatever, from like 50, 50 up to one. Um, And it's I think it goes well with uh, with a little bit of an announcement for the back of the bird boys with uh, our new intern, former Cornell player now transferred to Maryland for his last year um, where he's going to be studying. I think he's getting his master's in like journalism very fitting done a bunch of podcast editing before hell of a player. I was reading that in the, through the playoff run of to the Minto when they won it in Orangeville 20 playoff games, he had 98 points in the playoffs and the Minto cup combined, which is just like you're playing against teams that only make the playoffs. There's no, there's no point night against, you know, random teams that are, are bad. You're playing the top and everyone's keen in on you, but yeah, Jonathan Donville, our boy, Gonna be uh he's gonna be helping us out and um we're excited for that. He's obviously you know a smart kid and um yeah, it's gonna bring a lot to the table. So we're we're pumped about that, man.
2: Yeah, no, it's gonna be awesome. Uh we'll reach out. We uh, hey we really appreciate everyone else that kind of reached out to and, and wanted to help out. And again, we appreciate just all the love and support of like everyone with this pod. And when we did put the the word out, we we got like a ton of DMs, which was fantastic, but a lot of a lot of guys like being American and stuff like that just didn't really make sense. And, uh, you know, Donville, Donnie reached out and just kind of kind of makes sense again. And, Dude, and then what a fucking kind of...
0: resume. What a resume he threw at you, too. And all the proof of his yeah. work and everything
2: yeah so it was tough not to pick him again like just being canadian being being in market it just it kind of makes sense but just want to thank everyone else that reached out and hopefully just continue the support guys because we love
0: it <laughs> some of those dms i was reading they were like was- guys like yo i need it on an intern like you're responding like all right like what have you done he's like Oh, well, i don't <laughs> i've never produced anything or like done anything before but like i'm in it's like, yeah, a, but, I love that. The boys but I want on board. the job, baby. Yeah. 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 So that's,
2: uh, that's good stuff.
0: I'm, I'm trying to think what else is going on. We can do, we can do our another, uh, our little road trip tour if we want to do
2: that part. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it.
0: Um. So kind of next on the list of East teams, the best team in the East, the most improved team in the league I'm gunning for playoffs this year, the New York riptide. So I, I, tr- you know, tr- trying to think, I guess like starting, um, Flying out is, is, you know, you fly obviously from wherever guys are, but if there's a, there's a decent chunk of us flying out of Toronto and it'll, into LaGuardia usually, um, which can be tough to get out of that airport, um, to the Island, but it's, uh, once you're out there, it's nice that you got the Marriott right beside the legendary Nassau Coliseum. So you're walking, walking to and from, which is just, it's nice. Sometimes you're, <laughs> sometimes you're buzzing over to the rink. You know through an islander's tailgate so there's just yeah everyone's yelling at you and getting fired up and i mean those people show up so early man it's it's unbelievable but um yeah usually we usually friday i get friday we get there and I, there's like a little sports facility like around the corner with the old put together boards that you do the practice in and um we usually we go to Barelli's. kick it over to Borelli's for uh, for pregame or I guess night before meal, um, get the chicken parm with the the rosé sauce. And, and usually when we go there, the Friday nights, it's the uh, they got karaoke night going on. Oh. <laughs> so you, you roll in unreal place like, uh, you know, the friendliest people sit you down and you just look over and you just you got you got people of all. Different backgrounds just belting it, karaoke. And you, it's the same people every week. Um, oh, yeah. but there uh there's some talented guys over there. The one guy did tiny dancer and um just put on a clinic, brought someone up with him, the old twirl around. But there's uh yeah, great, great eats there. And then usually what I mean, obviously game day you go over to the arena and stuff. And um afterwards, you usually go to the Rockville, Rockville Center. That's like where people kind of go out, like we're all just like hosters there and Okay. Um, different schools are kind of in the area and you go to that Rockville center, a place called Casey's is we've been, we were going to for a while, but some guys will go to the city or, but that's kind of like a once,
2: once off thing.
0: Cause it's a tough, yeah, it's, like, to...
2: it's like an hour in, right. Kind of like yeah. in, Yeah. So, I mean, it's nice to go to the city, but I mean the islands like it's legit right so yeah, you get enough out there if you want to hang out there i think just the lure of new york city but even new york city man it's it's a sideshow there like
0: oh dude i went i went there uh i think i only did it once last or when when we played i guess almost two years ago but it was uh i rode in with with kieran Mcardle. he lives in the city so he was just like driving back right after the game and then Went to a guy went to high point with lives in the city with his brother. So we were like, went to his place, started drinking or whatever. And like, I got there like 1130, um, which was pretty quick, actually, to get there and then start drinking. Like, we didn't even think about going out until 230 in the morning. And it's it's, like, dude, it was so it was a struggle, especially after like a game, you're like, you're just dead
2: yeah it's back to that buffalo thing like i remember kind of the same thing i remember uh, playing in philadelphia like ned karate matt danowski uh maxi but all lived in the city and i was like yeah how do you guys do the 4 a.m last call like oh dude we take a nap to like one o'clock in the morning then get up start pre-drinking then we go to the bars at 2 a.m i'm like what <laughs> what that makes no sense
0: no it's crazy dude and that that night we ended up uh another buddy of mine that went to high that I went to high point with, like he knew some girl that lived in the city and um, she knew some producer, but we ended up going to this Saturday night live after party and oh, no at some, at this bar. And like, you had to go up and you had to be like, you had to say like banana chocolate or something was like the, yeah, the yeah, password
2: yeah. to get in. <laughs> yeah.
0: And we went in this place. Like, and I, we didn't, we didn't get in in there until three 30. And we stayed there and they just like you just do whatever you want and people are buzzing around you're playing foosball like having drinks whatever i guess all like the stars of the show had kind of like already left by the time we got there but <laughs> it, it was let me tell you it was not fun making a 7 a.m flight out of the other airport at not out of LaGuardia. i was out of newark
2: yeah oh which yeah. was
0: not fun to get to but uh ended up making it home all right which was good
2: okay we're glad Very yeah. glad I survived next day. I was just a human zombie though. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. We, uh, we didn't get a chance to play there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to playing on the island. Cause I only played, uh, like when the Titans were in, I played at, in Newark and in Madison square garden. Actually, I got to play one game at Madison, oh, nice. Square Garden, which, which was, yeah, it was got drafted there and got to play there. It was pretty cool. It's actually, it's kind of a dump, but yeah. like, it's so, it's just so cool to be like walking the hallways. Yeah, like, Historical. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, Oh, but you played the Riptide at home once. Yeah, I played at home, but yeah, no, yeah. I
2: never got to go to the island. I missed. So. Oh, I, I mean, thanks for asking. I did have six that game. I appreciate you bringing it up.
1: That's that nice was year.
2: that was the classic. I was when we were talking to Shane Jackson about uh, like chirping him, and then became the MVP. I remember uh, we were having some success against you guys, and uh, you were a bit grumpy. And another friend of the pod, Dylan Evans, was like, "Ah, fuck off, Lomi," and you're like, "Just end it, Dill." End it for me, and then I'll send you one off for six, and like you just. <laughs> I was like, tell oh, maybe next time don't chirp him, and uh, yeah, maybe he wouldn't have gone off yeah, for he six. Got but- he, he,
0: I think he said something. He's like, "One more back pick, and I'll break your neck," or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, Dell, fine. Yeah. Uh, we gotta get. Him. He wants. He he says you owe him some Cottage Springs or something for doing. Your I kitchen. do.
2: I actually, I sh- yeah. I, well, no, not for doing the kitchen. I gave him enough of my hard earned money for that but I, I do all my cottage springs for some consulting work
0: yeah so, okay nice i like it that's good man and he says he wants to do it he wants to do an in-person interview
2: yeah he well he also wanted to do it it was him and rubish wanted to do the uh, dan bagger but you're on the shelf with no leg yeah. so it's gonna no, be tough on, look at it. Ooh. See, see how it's yeah. like yeah 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 fuck okay but i had
0: actually a little bit of a scare um just so, cuz like when i got it off on saturday it was like re- or friday it was really tight saturday it was really tight cuz like mm. they just took the, took took me out of the boot and they're like yeah you can walk i'm like what the fuck so i was also like very hesitant and it was really tight yeah. and then sunday sunday I woke up and it just like wasn't tight anymore and i was just like oh no did this surgery work like i got yeah. do i still have floppy leg but i think it's just cuz the old the old calf calf muscles just shut down now oh, um, yeah, big time so it's just a little a uh, little looser but we're okay we got through it it was, I think it was a mix of the Sunday scaries kind
2: of working. Oh, yeah, for case. sure. Yeah. It's just, you psyching yourself out. Yeah. Um, That's awesome, man. Well, fuck, you got anything else. I don't, I don't think I got anything else here. No, no
0: I think uh, that's uh, another, another announcement we've got coming. Um, we've uh, we've partnered up with our friends um, just over at, at lucky penny media there. So they've been doing a lot of work um, across all different kinds of sports and Um, I know they're working with Noble and a bunch of different teams and, and uh, um, some companies as well. And uh, Joe Walters and doing a lot of stuff for him. So um, we wanted to work with them just to try to like basically increase the quality of our, our social media, Um, you know, from just me and you being a couple of monkeys trying to hump a football, (laughs) trying to to work this thing. I think we should try to get a little more professional because we want to reach more people. And um, so what we're, what we're going to do now is, you know, our, interviews are going to be, uh, they're going to be sponsored and, um, by Lucky Penny Media. So um, I'm going to give you a little, a little run through. I, um, we work with Lucky Penny and, and Charlie and to put together um, just a little kind of, I guess, a little synopsis, if you will, um, about, uh, about who they are. So I'm going to try to read this thing. So at Lucky Penny Media, we are full surface, whoa, full, full service marketing company without hefty agency pricing. We understand your brand is everything to you and working together. It means everything to us. You're more than just a client. You're a partner and a teammate. Our philosophy is simple. You grow, I grow, we grow. So we're, we're thankful for those guys. We're we we're spitting ball, spitballing ideas through conference calls because we're bit we're business guys and, um, having a little bit of fun with it. So we'll, we'll see what we can kind of bring forward, but expect a little more prof- professionalism than, uh, than wrestling memes and, and us trying to, uh, put together videos with voiceovers (laughs) or whatever we're trying to do. So um, yeah, I guess with, uh, without further ado, we'll send it over to the interviewer that we haven't even mentioned yet. Our boy. Okay. We are back with a little bit of a surprise interview because I'm an idiot and deleted our audio that we previously had, but we're going to get that guy on again, but this is a nice timing. This is great news. We announced it obviously in our, uh, Um, Our little intro there, um, but I'll just walk uh, walk through the intro we put together for our boy here. So, this Oakville, Ontario product began his Junior A career for the Mimico Mountaineers, being traded in his final year to the Orangeville Northmen. He scored 92 points, including 48 goals in 20 playoff games to lead the Hornheads to the Minto Cup. He's a graduate of Cornell University, where he led the team as a captain from the midfield and is now pursuing his master's degree at the University of Maryland, where he'll play for the Terps this spring. He's also our official new intern. Welcome to the podcast, Jonathan Donville.
3: Let's go. Thanks for having me, guys. What's going on, man? How are you doing? Oh, yeah, doing well. Um, Just got back to school, excited to uh, get going, excited to start playing again, and, uh, you know, this is exciting, too. Hopefully, you know help build on what you guys are already doing and kind of go from there.
0: Right. And you just got yeah. you just got out of your first team meeting too, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Back nice. to the uh, you know back to everything. You don't just get to go back to playing games. You gotta go back to everything. So he's
0: he's already balancing everything, Pauly. Are you kidding me? He's making our meetings.
2: He's going to team meetings. Legend. This is why we picked them folks. This is yeah. why we picked them as long as as long as you cannot delete a recording, I mean I <laughs> yeah. think you're you're are head of the game. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god.
3: That is it's, my worst that, that is my worst nightmare. Like yeah, all right. it's you know, uh, like oh, I got to make sure I double save everything.
0: Yeah, see? He's a double save, he's already he's and we knew he's our guy cuz it's uh <laughs> I definitely don't recommend recording something on your work computer and then having to give it back to work cuz you're leaving the job and that's the only place the recording is. So <laughs> um but yeah, we we uh we made it through that. So I guess we've got some show notes here. So I think uh best best spot to start was just kind of you Know growing up for you, obviously from Oakville, you did you? You played all your minor there, is that right?
3: No, I played uh, played first half up until P. We played in Oakville and then uh, moved to Burlington uh, in Bantam. Okay, uh, I should yeah, have known was, that. Yeah, they're a really good team, and uh, opportunity to play for Jay Lanchbury was uh, you know, something that I was really excited about. He's a great coach, and uh, you know, I think pretty uh, solidly wouldn't be here today without him. You know, I think that was kind of like where. Um, career started to like really start to you know improve a little bit and he just made me such a better player and you know a human being and love the guy and you know him and uh, Ryan his son is one of my best friends to this day but uh, he just taught he taught us all so well and uh, I'm excited for him uh, you know a lot of his guys are, are having good careers now and it's a testament to you know what he taught us
0: yeah that's the other thing like that, that group was and I remember that like even when I guess you still would have been in Oakville at that time, but I remember that like when Rye was young and like they, they were like a little super team buzzing around out there, like always kind of competing to be like in the finals for a and stuff like that. But that's awesome. Yeah. I yeah, didn't know that. Good. I should have known that, but yeah, I'll get it. <laughs> that's awesome. So, and then you, uh, so a, like after minor, obviously like into high school, you, you went to St. Mike's is that right?
3: Yeah. I went to St. Mike's the, uh, the whole way through. So he goes, okay. starts in grade seven there. Um, and at the time, my brother had just transferred there, uh, so he, my brother was a senior, grade twelve, when I was a grade seven. So we, we did went uh, there together.
0: Paul, this is uh, St. Mike's is one of the all time. We always talk about like the rope a dope. St. Mike's is like they can like recruit athletes. To kind of like give scholarship, but then they just compete against like regular high schools in like yeah. in the in the offset lacrosse. So, like, I remember like, and I went to Notre Dame my last year, and, and like, you know, we've probably got maybe six to six to eight guys that can catch and throw. And like, and we're top notch in our league, like dominating everyone. And then we go to we go to offsa so they've got like seven, eight division one commits, they're drawing up plays like, where. We, we didn't touch the ball the whole game. It was uh, at, all, at all time. I think you guys might, I mean, obviously have like the most offset championships, I would think, for yeah. Lacrosse.
3: I mean, I, I'm not sure um, like how long it's been going on because the program really kind of took off. Uh, like, Once
2: you got there, right? Once <laughs> you <took>
3: <laughs> my, my older brother, there's a good bunch of guys who like kind of went there and that it was there before. So, like, the program was there for a while. So, uh, but like when older older brother went through a lot of more like lacrosse guys started going out and they started taking on more American teams too. So,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. Right on. And then, wh- so you went, when did you go to, uh, when did you go to Deerfield? Is that just like a PG year or what was that?
3: Yeah. So I just did the PG year there. So finished up my time in St. Mike's. I uh, love St. Mike's uh, really unbelievable experience for me uh, for a whole bunch of reasons, lacrosse included, but a whole bunch of reasons outside of lacrosse as well. And then, uh, looking at when I went to Deerfield, one of the biggest things was just, I wanted to kind of move away from home and have that experience of, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of why I didn't stay home that year. And, um, that was really the biggest thing I got out of that year was just, it's kind of like a dry run through college. So getting used to living away from my parents and, you know, you get a little bit of, you know, independence and stuff like that. You got to kind of learn to manage. So that kind of made it a lot easier to, to come to school. I already like lived in a dorm and stuff like that. So nice. uh, yeah, it, it worked out well for me.
2: Where is uh, Deerfield?
3: It's about two hours from Boston. It's in Western Massachusetts. Oh,
2: nice. Where, um, where in mass?
3: Uh, you, you know, where UMass is like Amherst.
2: Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
3: 20 minutes from Amherst. Oh, beautiful. Sweet. Yeah, sick campus and uh, unbelievable opportunity to go down there. Nice.
0: What's that? Uh, is that an all, is it an all boys school?
3: Nope. It's, uh, it's both. And, and it's one of the bigger boarding schools too. I think we had 600 kids or something like that, which is pretty big. Oh, the, uh, shit. Wow. Those schools. So nice, yeah.
0: man. And then, so after that, your PG year, what, wait, so what's, what made you, cause I know obviously guys make this decision, right? Like kids that, well, especially more, you know, I guess Canadians, it's probably more common, I think, but to take that PG year, like what, what made you want to do that? Like it was just to go to Deerfield or cause you didn't have a school you wanted to go to yet or.
3: Yeah. So my brother, when he was going through uh, my brother's five years older than me, when he was going through, he was a late birthday. So a lot of the schools wanted him to PG just to be a little bit older. And then, you know, at the time, uh, especially for Canadians, it was kind of like people took it as an insult, like having a PG. It was like, people took it as it. know the coach thinking that you couldn't play right away or something yeah uh so he just had that experience and then once he did it uh myself and a lot of other guys my year we reclassed for all like the edge and the american stuff really early so we were playing in uh like when we were grade nine and ten we were already playing with our like as if we're going to take a pg year okay so i mostly did it just to get like older and um just thought it was a good opportunity to you know prepare myself a little bit better for college and uh you know opportunities are what they are maybe like you know there's financial stuff to consider uh as well but i would absolutely recommend taking the pg year pg year to everybody because you just only get four years in college man and like if you waste one of your one of your years not playing as much or not being as physically ready to go as you want to be like you never get it back right so yeah. you come right into college and you're ready to play um and it's just you don't waste any time
0: yeah for sure that's uh I, mine, what, I, I, did a, I did a PG year too, but mine, it wasn't exactly a choice. I just did. I just hadn't spoken to a single school, but then <laughs> kind of figured it out after that, I guess. But Pauly, did, did you do, I guess that was, did they still have grade 13 back when you were doing No, nope,
2: I was, uh, I was the first, I was a double cohort. So I was oh, the yeah. first class. I had grade 12, but I did a double <laughs> PG year. I didn't go to university. I was 21. I took two <laughs> years off of high school <laughs> yeah. after, after I, I went back for a half semester and then, then I took the full year off and then kind of same thing, not, not to mature. I I don't think I matured till I was 21, but kind of same deal. I I didn't really talk to school. I was going to go play hockey and then I didn't. And then I was scrambling and then that's how I ended up to the beautiful university of Windsor. But um, so yeah, that's a, that's a totally different story. I'm glad you're, you're more mature and more mature Oakville kid than I was, but I was going to say, even when I look back though, like, it does make so much sense to take that PG year as an athlete, like let alone like even if you are ready, like just to take that extra extra year, I should say, to get physically ready, like kind of learn the ropes. I think is like so massive because you're so young now, coming out of high school. Like imagine going to university at like 18 years old. Like yeah. it seems kind of wild to me.
3: Yeah, I mean, we are a too. Like the difference between an 18 year old and a 19 year old is
2: crazy. Yeah, um, for sure, 100 yeah. man.
3: You know, I, I got to – in college, it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, one of my good friends was 17 when we got to Cornell. And, you know, there's 23-year-olds in the game. Like, what are you going to do? Like, there's yeah. only so much you can kind of, like, make up for.
0: Yeah, those are and those are big growth years too, obviously. Like, whether it's as a – like, actually maturing in most cases or, like, getting physically better. or And, like, the confidence that you roll out of your last year of junior with – or sorry, your second, like whatever that 19 year old year junior, like that's a complete game changer rolling into, rolling into school. So yeah, I, I completely agree. And it, I mean, obviously if it's, you know, you're in a situation where like you're highly recruited and you're eight, like 17, 18, you're not going to turn something down. I get that for sure, but there's definitely uh yeah, it definitely makes, makes a ton of sense. So how, uh, how did you choose, you know, where did you commit kind of early to Cornell and then you were just like going there the whole time or how did that work?
3: Yeah, so it was pretty early, and, uh, you know, I like to, you know, say he is like, recruited and got pitched and all that, but I Cornell was my dream school all along, and my brother played there, and uh, I think it was less of getting recruited and more of them just telling me that I could come, and, uh, you know, I talked to a few other schools um, just because, you know, my family especially thought it was important that I go through the process, Well, I was never as long as uh as long as Cornell said i could go i was i was going so um it happened it happened pretty early nice um, in those days early recruiting and stuff like that so um but i never never thought about going anywhere else
0: i like it that's awesome man so and <laughs> how many how many years did you play only get to play three years there like of actually playing or how many years did you play
3: yeah two and a half okay. uh, or two two and then two full years and then the covid year and we only got five games in so crazy um, just that's uh, surreal man In the worst way it's like played uh, i think i played 13 home games in my career there that's um,
0: wild yeah that's that's just such shitty timing and then obviously with like the <clears> ivs <throat> not playing like the the last year like that's just that's brutal man but it's uh obviously you made the most of it when you're there and, and kind of progressed throughout your career and cat your captain at the end your captain at the end and and you know things went well but What's, uh? so I guess you would have been playing with, with Teet as well, like when you were there?
3: Yeah, yeah, he was uh, He's a year ahead of me, so I played my whole career there. Uh, as a right-handed guy who plays a lot off the ball and field, I was pretty sick.
0: Yeah, that's um, not a bad setup.
3: Yeah, it's funny, like, I think a lot of schools uh, would see how we move off the ball at Cornell, and they like, ask how you do that. It's like, well, everyone knows they're going to score. Like, that's how you do it. It's just, like, guys know that, you know, Everyone talks about how unselfish it is, and it, it was unselfish at times. But it's also like we had the opposite problem, as a lot of schools have, where you know, teeter and get it on the wing, and the whole offense would be cut into the goal. So yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's not a he's, bad
3: uh, He's an incredible human being and an incredible uh, player, obviously. So playing with him was like so cool.
2: That's awesome, Paulie. What do you got for him? Um, your brother. Your brother was a goalie, right?
3: Yeah. Yep. Okay. He at Cornell and uh, played for Team Canada twice. And
2: yeah, exactly. So you kind of was him going there, like kind of like another reason why you fell in love with Cornell.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then uh, so in 2006, I would have been eight. My brother would have been like 13. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
3: My dad looked up uh, basically all the Division One lacrosse schools and then uh, looked up which ones are closest to Oakville. And then, so, in 2006, he took us to our first field lacrosse game, which was at Cornell. Um, and that was the first American game we'd ever seen, first field lacrosse game. Yeah. And just, like, I mean, you guys know, like, the first time you see an, Amer- an NCAA game, like, the, the kind of, like, the pageantry and the warm-ups yeah. and all that stuff is, like, so, like, kind of breathtaking. Mm-hmm. And then we went around the campus after and stuff like that. And we went on, we got to go on the field and, uh, and shoot around. So, after that, that was kind of, like, the dream school. And then, um, Brenny was was looking like he was going to go there for a while. And then they, uh, something happened to one of their goalies or something, or they had a goalie spot open up at the kind of the last second and, and he got in there. And then, um, for me, it was like, you know, I always wanted to go there too. So, um, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, especially as a kid too, right? Like if, when you're kind of that age, it's like, you know, even I remember like you, when we, when we we're young kids, like you get to go play at like halftime at a rock game or something, right. you know, and then you're just like in awe of kind of like everything that's going on and you want to play there or whatever it is. Right. Kind of thing. So that's uh that's pretty cool, man. I didn't realize that, that you did that at such a young age. That's kind of a, fun little story i can't say i don't even i don't even think high point was a university when i was eight years old but that's uh paulie i don't know if you were buzzing around the town of windsor then.
2: But. <laughs> i was in my fifth year at that point uh, trying to get my three-year degree yeah. no but i think uh but cornell too is just such like even like sports aside though it's obviously like one of these like well-known universities so it, it definitely helps like like you say kind of the pageantry and just the tradition of Cornell, like just in general, not even lacrosse, like is huge too. So I think and kinda you know, it was always one of those schools like the Virginia's the John Hopkins too for the cross too, which always was like one of the big dogs until like yeah. you know recently obviously like the cross is like exploded now in, in division one. But, you know, it like you say it's kinda you go there as an eight year old is pretty Pretty easy to get starstruck by like such a, a wicked university, but it, it's kind of cool, man. You're like, would you stay Lomi? He's probably like the fourth guy we've interviewed. That's like you went to the school of your dream, so it's kind of same thing. Yeah, like, it's, kinda, the it's wild. It's just,
0: yeah, it's wild. That's uh, I'm jealous of that. I mean, not not that I would change anything, but it's just like kind of like being able to have that. Like that's like you know, like the kid that is growing up and says every day in kindergarten, like I'm going to be an NHL hockey player, and then he actually is one. Like that's kind of a yeah. cool, like comparable cool little thing so let's uh let's go back to box when you're you know you're going into your last year was it like did they in mimico did they ask you at the deadline like if you wanted to move on or like what how did that work
3: yes yeah, so there there is a couple different offers on the table and then um you know we talked it over and then they also had you know certain offers that were better than the others so it wasn't like you know i chose or they chose as kind of like a you know they weren't going to trade me somewhere i didn't want to go obviously but yeah Um, I think Orangeville had put the best offer on the table Um, and then I was obviously pumped to go to Orangeville and uh, you know it's such an iconic club in our sport like to actually first time playing in Tony Rose and you know playing on the on the home side was like kind of surreal it was like you know I've watched so many games there and stuff like that so.
0: So the package from Burlington package from Burlington just wasn't good enough or what? the fuck
3: i i don't know yeah i
0: don't i don't know it just, uh, <laughs> i'm surprised it, well because that's that's what like because you said right like you kind of you came over and played with those guys you know, at the end of minors right so it's just one of those things but again I, I mean i get the opportunity to not you know turn down um going to orangeville but as a couple of burlington guys here as well we're gonna have to stand up for that for the old chiefers especially with Polly, who's the vp of lacrosse operations over there
2: yeah i wouldn't have let it happen if i was running the show back and he would have been <laughs> He would have been in the the black, yellow, and, and red, and we would have we'd be hoisting the Minto, but that's okay.
0: Yeah. It's, well, and speaking of that, what was that like? What was that that for you? Like, what was that playoff run? And then, like, maybe just kind of talk about like what that because we tried to explain to people like what that battle for the Minto is like, and like just kind of the games and things like that. So maybe explain that a little bit too.
3: Yeah. So I mean, when I got to Orangeville in the start, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't like I wasn't really playing that well. So that was kind of like something I wasn't really um, like. Kind of, I, I thought it would be a little bit more seamless and uh, like trying to get fit into the offense and stuff like that was, uh, I, it was on me. I just wasn't playing that well. And then um, started, I think kind of things started to turn around. We played in the first round, we played Mimico And emotionally for me, that sucked because, you know, I, I like, those guys are the absolute best people ever and had an on such an unbelievable experience playing junior there and then to have to go back and play against my you know some of my good friends a lot of my old good buddies were a year older than me so like some of my best friends are in the stands like you know tripping me through the glass and stuff like that which is, you know it's all good fun but you know once we got through that one it was just kind of like a weight off um my, my shoulders personally and and uh, I don't know if the other guys you know the other guys probably didn't feel the same way but and then from there on it was just like uh it was just incredible honestly it was like such an insane experience and um the guys from orangeville were so like level-headed and so so tough it was like it just kind of kept rolling we lost a game in every series of at least one game and just never like seemed to rattle anybody and then um i, I remember coach cod said when you win um you know the Minto win Ontario. The like the ten seconds after the buzzer goes are just like the most like disorienting, crazy seconds of your life. And um, uh, I, it's like you work all that time for ten seconds that just make you go like, "What the hell is going on right now?" And uh, man, it's just like it almost feels like a dream at this point. It was like it was so uh, so incredible. Nice man,
0: I like it. That's uh. So where when you guys played was the Minto at West?
3: Yeah, I was in um uh Langley at the uh the event event center, center there. Night. Nice. And h- h- who did you guys play in the final? We played uh we played Victoria. Um I'm trying to remember. Co- did, was Co- it, was it, exactly. did
0: you just did you guys like sweep them straight or what like once you got to it or Yeah, no? it was
3: 3 it was three nothing. Um two other games were all, all the games were close in the finals. Um you know, what do you, that's what you would expect obviously. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we won 3 in a row and um at that time, it's like you're so battle hardened. Like especially getting it out of Ontario is such like Ontario lacrosse is such a meat grinder in the best possible way. Like oh, that's yeah. what really creates like these guys. And that's what um it's so hard to replicate, right? It's like you can't teach it in a drill. You can't teach like going to trying to play when you're like the other defenders are like trying to hurt you and stuff, you know, like and it um it's just like it's such a meat grinder that by the time you get to Minto, it's like you're just like rolling, and it's like everyone's already been through it. Mm-hmm. You've like been through hell and back, and um, you just kind of
2: keep going. I like it. Paul, you got, you got, I'm, I'm, I'm hogging all the questions over here. I'm good. Yeah, no, you're rolling, to... buddy. You're rolling. So, you guys play Vic, you guys play Vic in the finals. You win, um, like you said, 10 seconds right after you win, obviously, like kind of jubilation. And, and then, what'd you guys do after? What was, uh, what was the uh game plan after were you guys staying in Langley that whole time, or where were you staying?
1: um
3: we stayed not not close to the I don't think we were in Langley. I don't remember what tower was it yeah, yeah um you know you come back and you have like you know champagne in the locker room and stuff like that. That was pretty mm-hmm. sick um and then after that like it wasn't too crazy i i'm um you know I maybe had more fun after the Ontario one than after the Minto I just like wanted to soak it all up
2: and it was like yeah.
3: uh it's also just like the loss of adrenaline after um after it happened i I was like it's like you wait your whole life to do it and then you you do it and it's just like it's just like such a cool experience so uh it wasn't anything crazy just like you know went out with the boys and stuff and all of our parents and stuff were around um i after ontario finals and um the minto on the floor i cried my eyes out um yeah for sure yeah like came out i remember like bawling my eyes out like giving guys hugs and stuff like that and it's like you think we lost but um yeah it wasn't wasn't anything too crazy i was just trying to like soak it in um so yeah nice
2: Mary. beautiful um so what leads you what leads you to maryland now Obviously, you're taking your PG year, getting your master's. So, did you get that fifth year because of COVID and all that stuff? Is that how this all works?
3: Uh, yeah. Technically, I had two more years because uh, huh. we didn't get to play. To. So, if I wanted to, I could play two more years. But
2: You uh, could become gonna
3: a be doctor. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. be 24 before the season starts. And I don't need to be 25 before another season starts. You know, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what you got to get going. So, um, in terms of Maryland – academically really good fit for me uh I wanted to do journalism and there's there's not that many journalism schools so that was kind of a big thing uh chance to win a championship too was kind of the, the two big ones and then mm-hmm. uh, after that uh coach Tillman at Maryland played at Cornell and uh I think he kind of runs a similar program to Cornell and and you know my impression from afar was that you know a group of hard-working guys and um culture-wise I felt like I'd be a good fit and then, uh, you know, proofs in the pudding, they, they win. So, um, you know, just want to do everything I can to, to help them, you know? That's yes. I
0: dude, I went to, I visited, well, we played there. We played there. I think my senior year, Um, like, and I mean, what a stadium, like playing there is like, it's kind of like you said, when you were describing like the Cornell game, you went to as a kid, like you're getting like, whether it's a band is in the stands, right? Like, or, you know, you're getting a full intro. Like there's so many kids. Like when, like when I was a high point, like, you know, you're getting, you're getting some people to games, but it's like, it's not Maryland lacrosse, you know? So you're going there and there's so many kids in the stands. They're wearing like other guys, jerseys, like everyone's screaming club Lax." Like I get it. Like it's, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just, a, it's such a cool experience, but what's the, I'm trying to think. Cause I've, we, I, I visited for a weekend in the fall. What's the name of that? Like lacrosse bar. Have you heard uh, of about is- this? Yeah. Bentley. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Pauly. So they have this bar and it's like, they've got like a bunch of different jerseys of like, kind of like mm-hmm. studs that were there over time. And when I was visiting, I was just like, so pinned. And I tried to, <laughs> I tried to put my high point class ID in um one. So coach Phipps pl- played at, at Maryland. And like, he was our coach at high points. So I was like, Oh, yep. I'm going to put my student card in his Jersey legitimately fucking 25 people grabbed me almost beat the shit beat the wheels (laughs) off me they're like this is maryland lacrosse you (laughs) don't do that here yeah i was like all right all right my bad i'm out of here so that was uh then i went next door there i think there's a there's a place called slices or something um or slice like pizza place they only i
3: think think it's it's gone I think so.
0: Okay. So they had this pizza place and like, they only sold it by the slice, but I was demanding a full pie. So I paid for a full pie bought by individual slices. It was like, it's like an $80 pie, but uh, yeah, so that was my impression, Maryland. But uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's, they win and it obviously matched up well for you. So that's awesome, man. So I guess last kind of part of the conversation, that's, that's the exciting part you know, what's coming up. Obviously we're doing this on Friday. I'm going to try to get this thing out on Friday. We'll see if I delete the audio or not, but um, tomorrow's a draft, man. Obviously, you know, exciting times for you um, being kind of, you know, projected in the first round and, you know, some guys projecting you first overall, what's like, how are, how are you feeling about it? What's, what are the thought? what's the thought process right now?
3: Yeah. I mean, really excited. Obviously it's an opportunity to wait, like you wait your whole life for, and um, you know, trying not to get ahead of myself and, you know, you don't want to get into guessing, you know, where you're going to go or something like that. And, you know, it's a big time, like control what you can control type of situation. So uh, trying just not to kind of stress over it. And then uh, I guess the biggest thing is just gratitude. You know, you think about a lot of people like Jay that I mentioned, um, you know, coaches I've had along the way. And um, it, it's, it's uh, you just, I don't know, you kind of look back at a lot of that stuff and, you know, my dad, you know, he coached me a lot, drove me all over the country. My mom, like, it's kind of just a, you know, a moment to like kind of think about all the, all that kind of stuff. So um, that's what kind of what I've been thinking about a lot and just uh, it's also cool. Like, I think one of the cool things about our sport is it's so like tight knit. So, you know, it's cool to be going into the draft with a lot of my good friends, like, you know, Ryan Lanchbury, he's going to go right at the top of the draft. Uh, Kyle Walters, Mike McCannell, like these are guys I've played with or, you know, really good friends of mine. And it's kind of cool to be taking this life moment in together, you know, so. Uh, would have been nice if it was in person uh but you know such as uh, such as life um, yeah, so sure. i think it's a cool event virtual and uh again yeah, again gratitude and and you know i'm just happy for for all the other guys and happy we kind of get to do this together and then just excitement after that
2: yeah it'll be cool i feel i like i was i was actually pretty excited too that it was going to be in buffalo but yeah it's too you know, it's too, ex- too bad that it had to get canceled by again like you say so is life and so is this covid um, world we live in, but yeah, it, it's kind of, it'll, it'll be fun, like still doing it, uh, virtual. But again, like that's one thing I love to talk to guys about this too is like that draft story and like going down there and you know, enjoying it and blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, are you talking? I'm just trying to think of like when I got drafted. I went seventh overall, so I mean that's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> <think> Yo, know. <laughs> uh, you know,
0: that's because this is all the same episode. That's like the fourth time you're gonna say it during this story.
2: <laughs> <yeah. forward. laughs> if people didn't know, they'll know now. But uh, are you talking to a bunch of different teams? Like, I mean, I just generally to think back when I went. Like, I was talking to you know three or four teams again. Like, you're not trying to get ahead of yourself, but like like Lomi was saying, you you know, a lot of the insiders and in, in draft picks, like you're going to be, you know, essentially a top five pick. I think like, again, you're not trying to get ahead of yourself, but are you talking to a, di- a bunch of different teams right now? Or are they kind of picking your brain on what's going on?
3: Uh, Yeah. I talked to a couple, not, not too many. Um, yeah. I talked to a couple and uh, you know, I I think I try not to worry about that stuff as much as mm-hmm. I can. Like yeah, it is a small community. So word travels fast. And, uh, I try uh, try to block it out. My dad loves the gossip, so he uh, <laughs> he loves to about, uh, who uh, who was uh, talking or whatever. But you know, I can't control it. So I've talked to a couple of teams, and then yeah, you know, I've heard a lot of rumors and stuff. But you yeah, know, it's like, one of well, like and it's
0: like it's a unique year because you know, obviously, there's guys. There's like kind of like a double draft, um, in the sense that like, okay, you know, if a team is picking in this position. Maybe normally they'd pick you, but you know, you've got another year of school and then maybe they need guys next year or, you know what so it's kind of a unique little situation that it at like, usually there's 400 million elements that go into, especially an NLL draft, like, you know, yeah. money or yeah. where you live or, or whatever. Right. And, and now you add another one in the sense, like, okay, we're picking this guy and he can't play for a year. Like, are we taking that risk? You know? And then I, I know that also like kind of the last draft that came through, it's like, you know, if this guy's not coming this year, all he has to do is sit another full year and then we lose his rights. So it's like, and obviously you don't think guys are going to sit out, but there's so many different things, right. That go into it. So it's, I think that's a, a great attitude, man, that you got that. It's just enjoy the, enjoy the ride. And then at the end of the day, if you go first or you go last, it's like, you still get a chance to go to camp, right? Like everyone gets the same opportunity. So it's uh that's yeah. awesome. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy for you. It's just, it's an exciting time for, for you and your family. Like you said, everyone involved. So that's good, man. And the last part, I think we got to chat, chat about before we let you go is, is just the producing aspect here, what we're going to bring to the table. I mean, what's uh, what is, let's just say it kind of rewind. Obviously you sent us a bunch of like different work that you've done in the past. So what, like, what, what got you into like the broadcasting stuff and um, journalism and wanting to kind of like do, do this for a living.
3: Yeah, so something I wanted to do was since I was a kid, and uh, you know, I just remember thinking when I was a kid, like I really love sports, and I just want to try to find any way I can to stick around it. And then remember one time Stephen Brunt uh, came and talked at our school, and he was he just lit was just listing the um, the events that he's been to, like you know, four Olympics, this stuff, and I was just like, whoa, that is the coolest thing ever. So. Um, something I always wanted to do, and then got away from it a little bit in college. Uh, started looking at some other stuff, and then kind of came back to it. And then, you know, uh, well, one, I, I thought I had an idea that I might want to go to journalism school eventually. And then, you know, also just thinking about like trying to get a job and stuff like that in the field. And everyone just wants to see work, right? So I kind of thought like, like if I want to, if I want to do this, like I can't just talk a big game. I got to kind of put my money where my mouth is. And so I started a radio show at Cornell. Uh, we did um friday afternoons um with a teammate of mine and then a, a friend who plays on the women's hockey and lacrosse teams and it was kind of similar to what you guys do just not with like a lacrosse focus so whoa, kind of like a whoa, whoa, whoa 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 nobody's whoa. matching what we're yeah. doing yeah. come hey,
0: on we're
2: original here <laughs> I didn't think that's good answer
3: like, yeah so we just tried to have fun with it and um it, it, you know as, as you guys know like First time you actually like put a mic in front of you, it's like it, it changed, it's like a little bit, you know, jarring. So that was kind of um, like a an good experience. And the first year we did it with no COVID, it was actually live. So, live on uh, it was on internet radio. So, um, we'd, yeah, we'd have a bunch of our friends listening and have a couple of our, you know, friends off different teams come through and we interview them and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it was just a, a really kind of fun experience. And then, um, that was kind of the attitude I took was like, I just got to start doing stuff and then, you know, figure it out. And then uh, the following my senior year, we did it. Uh, we couldn't do it live because we couldn't get in the studio. So it was more of like a podcast, but then it would play live on air. So it would play once a, a week uh, on Friday afternoons. And so that's where I kind of learned to to edit and you know, do that kind of stuff. And um, that was, that was, uh, again, just my attitude was like, let's just do it. And I had fun with it. So it wasn't a, Wasn't a uh, a big deal, so I like it.
0: Well, as long as you don't delete the audio, you're already fucking ahead of what (laughs) what we can do. So
3: you delete it, and then you look for the uh, the undo button, and there's no undo button. Oh, oh the heart is
0: just in your throat, man. It's like, oh, that's it's all gone. It's the worst part is like yesterday. I'm like, took me two hours. I'm like buzzing through, getting used to GarageBand. We got everything all put together. I'm like, all right, let's just insert the interview I had.
3: Crickets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gone. Well, Zoom is talking. Zoom kind of saves stuff in weird ways sometimes. So yeah, uh, that's freaking out. You yeah, you don't even delete it, but you don't know what it's called and you don't know where to find it. Uh, I've had that a couple times. So yeah, we'll um, we'll
0: we'll get through it. But yeah, we're excited, man. It's it's yeah. uh, like you said when we when we've been talking through all this, like the goal is to kind of make this bigger. I think you know having you be a canadian kid that's that's gonna go high in the draft and and obviously has the skill set producing and you're you know you're down in the states too so we can try to kind of you know grow grow things that way just through like word of mouth and obviously you got a skill set that we need because we can't be doing this on our own so um paul you got you got anything else before him, before we let him go
2: no man um uh, i'm excited I, I think uh i mean we talked at the uh the kind of men's league run, whatever, whatever it was. And, you know, I don't think if, if you approach me, I I don't know if we have a producer yet because I don't know if you ever heard, but like when we first sent this uh, you'll hear, you'll hear it on the episode, but when we first sent this, Little call for interns out. We had like all these beauties like slide into our DMs, but every single guy was like, "Hey, I got no experience, but I love the podcast. So I just want to be on." <laughs> We're like, "Dude, we can't have another one of me and Lomas. We need someone." And then all of a sudden, you roll in, and I was like, "Yeah." And then you're like, "Yeah, you know." And then all of a sudden, it was like the most professional cover letter. Work oh, done, yeah so. what
0: whoever's your
2: resume coach give him a bonus that was just unbelievable <laughs> yeah. yeah so we Andy had to make
3: Phillips, we had there people you watching. Go. we
2: and had to I, make you mom sweat mom. a little bit
3: yeah i got i got home and i um uh, i just there's like one line that i i uh wanted to i asked my mom about and then her and my brother took that as an invitation to try to rework my entire resume so <laughs> we spent like two hours i was like two hours later i was like guys i i don't think it matters that much but yeah yeah um, that's the only
0: line know. the only line we read was that one it's <laughs> yeah.
2: so, like mom I, mean, I don't know if yeah, you listen to the podcast th- but uh these guys probably don't care that i have a resume <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah well it was just a funny uh like for you know people listening like we were at this kind of men's league game and Paul was talking to some guys beside me about like looking for a, uh, you know, a person to do some stuff. And I was just kind of like, wait a minute, I could do that. <laughs> and, uh, I can't do, I'm not doing the radio show anymore. So I, I have like kind of that section on my schedule it's open and um, you know, it's just an exciting time. Like podcasting is blowing up and uh, the stuff that you guys do is great. So it's an exciting time and we just kind of want to help in any way I can. Fucking rights, man.
0: Awesome, hey, man.
2: Well, I think I'm I'm fired up to get you on here. And, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be good, man, especially with you coming into the league, like whether it's, you know, this year or next year, I think uh, it kind of goes well with our whole shtick and our in our brand too, bring in another uh, good lacrosse player. So yeah, man, we're fired up to have you, buddy. And, and I think good luck this year. Well, good luck tomorrow, buddy, we'll be pulling for you and, and good luck in, well, thank you. in this season, too.
3: Yeah. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Excited for uh, what's coming. Awesome.
2: And I think I saw
0: actually you guys, I don't know if I, if it was like a accurate schedule, but I saw you guys might be playing high point this spring. So good luck this spring and in, in every game, except that one. Um, okay. Try to take it easy on my Panthers there, but, but yeah, good luck tomorrow, buddy. And, and uh, we'll obviously, we'll be in touch here and start to, uh hopefully this will be the first and last podcast episode I edit and we'll get you uh, up and running next week, brother.
2: Sounds good. Thanks. Awesome. Boys. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Donnie.
0: That's it, man. So yeah, I guess in, in the next little while here, we're still gonna be working on getting some more interviews, getting stuff out there. So um make sure if you're listening to this part till the end of the episode here, if you want to you want to get someone on, start tweeting at us and we'll start listening and making a list here because we're gonna start uh just putting together some guys and, and uh getting some insight. We're getting some tweets of kind of like some older guys we should get on mm-hmm. and stuff. So um, I think that, uh, that's, that's awesome. I think the, the one last thing, um, I was chatting with, uh, coach Torpy from, from high point and he was, uh, talking about a teammate of his George Carrera, who he played with at Ohio state. And he was one of those guys, you know, that, um, you know, was essentially the hardest worker on the team and like over his career had like three minutes of playing time. Um, but just like best teammate, best guy grinding every, every time, to- every day. And, and, um, you know, I think for for a little while here his, his wife's been uh battling cancer and and um you know m- more recently she's been kind of let know that it's it's terminal cancer and she's got uh just a little little while left and and you know I, I, this stuff's obviously gut-wrenching and you hear too it too many times now and they've got they've got three daughters between the ages of six and 12 so you know it's it, it just makes it obviously a lot more worrisome you know kind of leaving that behind so We'll tweet it out. Um, there's a GoFundMe that uh, I shared. Um, I guess when you're hearing this, will be a couple of days ago, but we're raising money to kind of like just take some stress off of her in her last few days here, and um, try to put it into uh, put it into a fund for 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 the girls to go to college, um, which I think is a really cool way um to try to just you know instead of you know everybody sends like that text like i'm here for whatever you need and stuff like that but you know take that step and and do something is pretty cool and um i just looked before we we started recording and just just today i think there's you know just south of 35 grand u.s has already been raised which is pretty cool so it's a special opportunity for lacrosse community to come together and and rally behind that so if you can um you know head over there and we'll, we'll put the link out there for for people to donate um And if you can't just share it, get it out there and we'll, and we'll see what we can do. But um, yeah, again, we want to thank sponsors, obviously cottage springs, helping us a ton. Um, You know, lionized supplements, make sure you use that code Dan 25 born on the bay. Um, Again, great apparel. Um, So if that's something, uh, something you want to look into absolutely dive in and our newest one presenting sponsor, the interviews um, is, is lucky penny media. And we're excited to do some work with them. So Paulie, I don't know if you got, you got anything else, buddy.
2: No, I mean, uh, I guess, like, last thing, I, I mean, he's not, I, I don't know the guy, but um, Jimmy Hayes passed away at, at 31, uh, um, former NHL player, host of the missing curfew, so, I, I mean, I guess just, like, with the loss of my father, stuff like that just hits home, and then hearing, like, even, uh, you know, uh, Torpy's friend there, his wife, like, it just, it stinks, man, but for a, for a guy to lose um you know he had young kids at, at 31 Sucks. so just you know send out our condolences to the Hayes family as well um and and that's it man but again thank you so much for even again for for me and my family this last week with uh the outpouring for my father and stuff has been has been so overwhelming and then the people I've got to talk to that I never thought I'd get to talk to that I didn't even know knew my father has been great but that's it man thanks again for listening to the podcast and uh you guys are amazing that's it all right we will chat with you soon
1: peace take your first ride and run baby run if you want to sign this is it you're mad your magic you're as hot as a gun you want to play with fire consider this Chase the thrill if it's worth it. Cause you never ever wanna work for it. Take your first ride and run, baby, run. You got a spine of steel.